Well, hello there. Good morning to you. Welcome along to another King's Daily. It's great to have you with us here today. My name's Dan. I'm part of the site team at King's Marlcross, and um, yeah, it's my pleasure to uh, dig into God's Word with you this morning. As you are probably aware, we are working our way through the first letter of John in the uh, in the New Testament, so we're right towards the back of the New Testament, uh, and we are at chapter f uh, chapter one, verse five today. We've got three verses in front of us. I'm going to read them one at a time, uh, and then make some comments as we as we go through. But before we start, let's just uh, uh, let's just come before our Father in prayer, shall we? Father God, I, I thank you that when we open the Bible, we find you there waiting for us, waiting to um, to thrill our hearts with your goodness and grace to. Uh, uh, to stir us to to worship and, and wonder and Lord, I just pray as we uh, as we read your word today, Lord, that's that's exactly what you do, Holy Spirit. Put the spotlight on Jesus. Um, help us to know Him better uh, and enjoy all the good that He has won for us uh, today. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So. Um, 1 John, um, let's read verse 5 and comment, and then we'll read verse 6 and comment, and verse 7 and comment, and then we'll stop. For this morning, there should be more than enough there for us to uh, uh, to get on with. Uh, 1 John chapter 1, verse 5. This is the message we've heard from him. This is John speaking about Jesus. This is the message we've heard from him and proclaimed to you, that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. Uh, I'm going to borrow from uh, a book that I've, I've found helpful over the years uh, this morning just to talk a little bit about what it means for God to be like. Andrew Wilson and the book Incomparable, um, if that's round the wrong way. Um, it's all the same. Um, it goes from there. He's got a chapter and it's called God is Light. It starts like this. Most opposites are fairly evenly matched. Take any opposite you can think of. White doesn't overcome black, nor does black overcome white, but the two blend together to make grey. Hollywood films endlessly show us the struggle between good and evil, and although good usually wins, it's mostly a pretty fair contest until the end. Wealth hasn't conquered poverty, and poverty hasn't destroyed wealth. We could go on, laughter and sorrow, war and peace, disease and medicine. When opposites clash, you cannot be certain which one will prevail. Light is different. No matter how many experiments you perform, you will never find darkness defeating light. If you flick the light switch on in a dark room, the darkness disappears instantly. No amount of darkness, not even in pitch black underground caves, can drown out the light generated by a small bulb in a head torch. On a clear night, a candle on a hilltop can be seen 33 miles away, he says. Darkness prevails on earth when the sun is not shining on it, but as soon as it does, the darkness flees. So to say God is light and in him is no darkness at all, as we've just read, is to declare God's invincibility. In whatever context the light picture is used, and sometimes it means life, sometimes righteousness, sometimes truth, 
it speaks of an area where there is no contest. In principle, it's possible for grace to be overcome by legalism, the holy tainted by the common, love spoiled by hate, but it is impossible for the light of God to be drowned out, diluted, or in any way challenged by darkness, any more than shadows can defeat a halogen lamp. God's light is invincible. So we have this picture before us this morning of God in his invincibility, in his moral perfection. God is light and in him is no darkness at all. So what do we say when, um, when faced with a, with a holy, perfect, morally righteous God? If we say, verse 6, if we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. If we say, we're going to hit a little section now um, uh, um, where John is, is quoting things that seem to be being said. If we say, but if we. So you're going to see that not just in the next two verses, but in the, in the verses that are in front of us over the next few days as well. Um, but if we say, we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness. We lie and do not practice the truth. I suppose there are, there are, there are two options here. Um, one is uh, where we try to define light by our own standards. If we say we have fellowship with him and we, um, yeah, we, we try to say what good looks like. And, uh, I don't know if you've ever done that, whether you've ever compared yourself or um, got yourself into a position where you feel like you've um, <laughs> you've achieved. You know? Hey, Bible reading, Bible reading completed. I've done it. Um, there's an interesting encounter that Jesus has with um, someone who's just described as a rich young ruler um, and he comes bounding up to him and says hey um good teacher how do i how do i inherit eternal life and jesus replies with the words why do you call me good no one is good but god alone and i wonder if there's an element of that um, in this if we say we have fellowship with him or we walk in darkness we call ourselves good against uh, a measure of god's goodness that we don't live up to or perhaps it's uh, another option where we could be coming before god with unconfessed or um, deliberately concealed sin, thinking that it's not important. Well, God takes sin seriously, and we should too. Um, Isaiah 59 tells us that our sin makes a separation between us and God. And that's what John is talking about here. We, we lie and we, and we don't practice the truth. The, 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 the truth is that God is good. And when we try to uh, come before God, um, either in our own goodness or with, uh, with sin in our hearts, then we struggle uh, to, to stand before his holiness. So where's the encouragement uh, in, in the word this morning? Uh, it's in verse seven. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all 
sin. Here's the part. How do we walk in the light as he is in the light? We come to God trusting in Jesus. Um, thinking back to uh, our preaching series in Philippians, there was that, <laughs> that lovely um, image that God would bring towards us. Where is our life? It's hidden in Christ. My life is in Christ. And so my light isn't from myself. I don't reflect light. I hide myself in Jesus, who is light. And because I'm doing that, well, we have we have fellowship with one another. What does that mean? Well, I'm not trying to compare my standard against someone else's standard. I'm not trying to um, conceal a secret from the friends around me. Um, a secret I don't want them to find out because it's sin and I don't want to talk about sin. Uh, I can be open, I can be honest, I can be real about, um, about who I am, about the struggles that I have because my life's hidden in Jesus. And because my life is hidden in Jesus, I know that by trusting in the cross, his blood has cleansed me from my sin. I'm made right with God because of Jesus. I'm made right with God because of the cross. And it's as I put my trust in him that I'm able to walk forward in God's light, uh, allowing his light to reflect off my life um, so that so that I sin less, but I'm not sinless. I will still make mistakes. That's what John's going to cover with folks uh, in the next couple of verses. However, Jesus is good. I won't jump into <laughs> I won't jump into verse nine. Um, we've got that to come. But it does say if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That is good news. And so we come this morning to a to a holy God who is light with no darkness in him, recognising that in our own lives we, we don't always make God's mark. We don't live up to a standard of, of perfection. However, when we put our trust in Jesus, when we accept the, the gift of righteousness that he offers us, our sins are forgiven. We're cleansed. We're made new. And we can walk before him with each other, being open and honest and real and enjoying all that he has for us let's pray shall we father god i thank you for jesus i thank you that you love the world so much that you gave your only son so that all who who believe in him all that who all who put their trust in him will not perish but have eternal life lord you give us life today freedom from sin uh, a, a level ground to stand on because we're all in front of the cross sinners in need of a saviour and we look to you this morning god and we put our trust in you once again thank you lord jesus amen well bless you guys it's been great to spend a little bit of time with you this morning unpacking god's word um you know it's true god really loves you i'll see you soon bless you